stay connected. Sign up for our newsletter. Go beyond your favorite World Talk radio shows. Visit iradioblog.com. The following program is being brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The human mind, body, emotions, and spirit are more powerful than anyone can imagine, and we will learn to utilize each of them to the maximum and learn to make decisions about what we want and how we want to feel. What a concept! And one we will explore today on the Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. On our program, we'll address who you are, why you're here on this planet, how to go within, how to come to know what you believe, and why. Now, here's your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. I'm broadcasting from literally sunny Arizona. It's absolutely gorgeous here. Um, we, I see on the news that other places around the country are suffering in 100-degree weather, and we're having a cold snap. It's 101 here today. You know, it usually is hotter than this in the summer. I, I feel sorry for those people who have the high humidity and the high temperatures at the same time. It's beautiful here. We're here today because most of us want to do better, be better, have a happier life. And that's what this show is about. And I hope we have a lot of fun doing it. Self-improvement really actually should be fun. Haven't said anything about our theme song for a while. Um, as you know, it's Alice Cooper's No More Mr. Nice Guy. And the reason we picked it is because when you're really doing some serious self-improvement work, sometimes you reach a point that you begin to take your power back and you learn to say that wonderful word, no. And when you do and when you begin to set, set boundaries, some people really don't like it much and they think you're not so nice anymore. That's okay. You You can get either new friends or they can adjust to the fact that you're a, a person of power. Uh, it's an interesting way that it's an interesting thing that happens when you start improving. You'll love it. So do, don't let them scare you off. It is a fact that people want to be loved. They want to be in a loving relationship. You know, look what's happening on the internet with the dating sites. You know, and that'll just tell you so much how much people want to be loved. We have sites such as eHarmony. They advertise all the time. You can't miss them. Chemistry.com, Match.com, Seniors.com. Yeah, Seniors Meeting, Seniors.com. Yep, even us old people want some romance now and then. There are sites for people who are old, young, heterosexual, homosexual, lesbian, spiritual, Christian, Buddhist, you know, for ethnic groups, you, you name it, there probably is a dating site out there for it. You can opt for a relationship that's just friends, for romance, for sexual relationship, for long term, for those interested in marriage, you know, all kinds of relationships. 
These are simply ways to meet people with similar interests and hope that you can find somebody who will truly love you for who you are. What you do once you meet has many, many variations. Times have changed. At this point, half of the young adults aged 20 to 40 are cohabitating instead of getting married. Cohabitation has increased nearly a thousand percent since 1980, and the marriage rate has dropped more than 40 percent since 1960. Why is this happening? Regarding marriage, our guest today, Julie Orlov, states on her website, and I quote, more than 50% of all marriages in America end in divorce. Why do so many couples fail at staying together? Social forces and moral factors aside, the answer comes down to a simple fact. Relationships are complicated. Couples muddle through them without much guidance, then feel dismayed and betrayed when they disappoint. Imagine how much more successful and satisfying relationships would be if couples had a road map to follow with detours on resolving differences and strengthening common bonds. Imagine how much happier countless people would be if they had clear warning signs to help them avoid getting into a bad relationship in the first place. Julie, bless her heart, has provided us with a roadmap. Julie Orlov has devoted 24 years to helping people transform their lives through her work as a psychotherapist, executive coach, trainer, speaker, and consultant. In addition to working with individuals, couples, groups, and organizations all over the world, she has written and published a variety of articles and appeared on radio and television programs. She holds a master's degree in organizational leadership from Chapman University, a master's degree in social work from University of Southern California, and a bachelor's degree in psychology from the University of California, Los Angeles. She currently lives in Southern California with her two lovely daughters and a loyal canine companion, and I love this, one temperamental lovebird. I just wonder why there are not two. Julie Orlov, welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. Thank you, Irene. It's, it's such a pleasure to be here with you. And I'm thinking of my lovely, my lovely temperamental lovebird now. <laughs> <laughs> that poor lovebird needs a lover. I know, I know. We, you know, when we got her, they said, you know, if you want her to bond with you, then you should only get one. If you want the bird to bond with the other bird, then get two, but they won't bond with you. And my daughter really wanted to have a relationship. Uh -oh. That makes sense. It makes sense for a daughter to want a relationship with right. a lover. So, you know, yeah. it, it, relationships come in all forms. Yes, they do. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Julie. Who is Julie Orlov? Well, I would answer that question by saying I am a people person first and foremost. I love relationships. I love meeting people. And since I've been like that since birth, um, I decided that it really was my passion and my mission to help people create relationships in their life that work. And I've really had the pleasure and, and been so fortunate to work with so many people, and I've done that in a private practice setting 
with individuals, couples, and families. And, and then I've really enjoyed moving into the business sector and working with leaders and CEOs and managers and, and teams. So it doesn't matter where you are in life. Um, this is my take on it. Our relationships are at the foundation of everything that we do. And the better, the, the healthier the, our relationships are, the better everything is in our lives. Absolutely. But, you know, becoming involved in a romantic relationship with somebody can be emotionally risky. It can also be emotionally risky for you when you're working with them. Why do we put ourselves out there if the risk of, if there's such a big risk of getting emotionally hurt? You know, we are, we're wired for relationships. I mean, you know, go back in time. We, we are a tribal, tribal living being, and we need each other. And so not only do we need each other for love, we need each other to procreate. We need each other to keep, each, keep us safe and to problem solve and, and to make our world work. So there's no way around it. We are programmed to be in relationship with other human beings. So we're going to do that. Now, uh, how we do that uh, it can relate to how wounded we are and how scared we are. You know, that, that can dictate how our relationships go. But, but we're going to go for it no matter what. Yep, and sometimes we'll go for it over and over and over. It seems like there are two attitudes toward relationships, and you see this a lot. On one hand, people feel like they're hardworking and can easily fail. And on the other hand, we have the attitude if we love each other, we can let what happens happen. Why do so many people feel like relationships are hard work and often fail? Well, see, my take is, is that people don't understand the nature of relationships. So that's why in the Pathway to Love, I created this developmental pathway so people understand the nature of relationships. So when you hit up against a challenging time in your relationship with your spouse or your mate or boyfriend, girlfriend, um, what you what you now understand is that you're hitting up against the nature of relationship. You're hitting against that phase. So instead of making it hard or wrong, it's a matter of, oh, you know, I'm in phase two. I'm hitting against a disappointment. I, I didn't want to see this, this quality in my husband. And now I get that, you know, he really isn't a very good listener. And so that's what makes it hard. You're, you're hitting up against phase two in the relationship. And we're going to talk about the phases in a little bit. What about those that say if we love each other, we can let happen what happens happen? What happens there? Well, I, you know, there's a fine line between um, being in denial and being in acceptance, because that's what I hear you talking about. So, right. You know, I mean, I, I could say, um, okay, my husband's a, he's not a good listener, and I'm just going to let that be because I just don't want to deal with that. And, and so I go through my marriage or my relationship thinking that, oh, you know what? I'm never heard. I'm feeling never heard. So that can be a little bit of denial. Um, the acceptance can be if I say, okay, let's say I'm married to someone who's not a good listener. And then I can say, you know, this, he gets distracted or, you know, he's going to focus only on one thing at a time. And I may learn, accept that about him, but I may learn that I need to say, you know what, um, every morning we sit and have a cup of coffee together and that's the best time for me to say important things and to be heard. So there's a difference between being in denial and not getting your needs met versus accepting the person for who they are and having some creative problem solving about and then how do you get your needs met. 
Absolutely. <clears throat> what happens when one person works at the relationship, but both don't work at the relationship? You know, it, it can be one-sided or neither partner can work at it. If one partner is just working away and the other one doesn't see any need for it, then what happens in the relationship? Well, you're going to have some some problems there. So, you know, I've, I've worked with many, many couples, but I'm thinking of one I'm just going to call um, the wife, Susie, and, and the husband, George. Um, so, but I was working with Susie, and they had a dance. And the dance was is that George needed things to be in control. You know what I mean? He needed a, a nice, controlled environment. He liked the feeling of being controlled. And Susie's part of that dance was then to make his life comfortable. So she did a lot of accommodating. So if he liked things orderly, she ran around scurrying before he would come home and make sure the kids' toys were up and things like that. Um, And that worked okay for a while. But then um, one day, you know, uh, a crisis hit. So, you know, George lost his job, and he was in a crisis looking for a new, new job. And all of a sudden he's around all day long, and he's upset. And now Susie, you know, she can't keep his life under control anymore. And she starts to wake up. So it's like her wake-up call where she says, you know what? She said, I, I can't do this anymore. I, I can't make his life comfortable all the time. I can't make everything perfect. And, I, you know, she was just, she needed to change. She kind of woke up and said, this, this isn't who, how I want to live anymore. And it was a very interesting process to see the two of them go through. In other words, how could Susie reclaim a new sense of herself? you know, reclaim her power where she didn't have to always be accommodating. You know, her needs and her power could be present too. And could George step up to the plate and um, grow too with that, where, where he, didn't have to have every, he didn't have to have all the control. So as couples go through that, you're going to see a couple things occur. So either they both can grow and transform, and then the relationship comes to this whole new level of respect and power and intimacy. Or if Susie continues to grow, but George can't grow with her, you're going to have some problems. And I, you know, in, in all honesty, I think that, that marriage is going to be at risk. So I would say a lot of marriages, what gets in the way of them uh, succeeding is that one person's growing and evolving and changing and another person's staying stuck and that creates a whole lot of tension exactly and we're gonna we're gonna be stuck here for just a moment because it's time for us to go to a commercial break when we come back we're going to talk a little bit more about this whole idea and how we help how how our partner helps us learn about ourselves so stay tuned we'll be right back this is irene conlon with my guest julie orloff saying stay tuned now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop take world talk radio on the go and listen anywhere get our mobile app for iphone blackberry or android at the apple itunes app store blackberry app world or android market follow the world talk radio network on twitter we're at world talk radio you'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows this week's featured guests and general happenings that you should know about at the world talk radio network now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office just go to twitter.com forward slash world talk radio or follow along with us at world talk radio the world talk radio network we're on the cutting edge of social media can you keep up 
Hey, did you know Voice America has partnered with the KidStar Network to expand their reach through Voice America Kids? Voice America Kids will feature talk radio for kids, by kids, along with special event programming and live broadcasts. Each program is conveniently archived for on-demand listening at any time. Please check our archives for the latest events and happenings on voiceamericakids.com. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. You are tuned in to the Self Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1 866 613 1612. That's 1 866 613 1612. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is the Self Improvement Blog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Julie Orlov. And we were talking about, well, we are talking about relationships. And what what I want to ask you, Julie, is what can a relationship and the person we're with tell us about ourselves that we may not know? Well, that is the greatest gift that relationships offer, is they do offer us those mirrors. And I'll give you an example. So um, I did a, a coaching. I, did, I, had, I was coaching a, a client. I'll, her name is Janet. That's not her real name, but I'll, I'll call her Janet. And um, so she was in another state, so we, we did some coaching by phone. And her complaint, you know, was that she kept, kept being disappointed over and over again and felt rejected over and over again in her relationships. And so in this particular relationship, her boyfriend was Bob. And again, he would either, um, you know, forget things that were important to her, or he would show up late, or, you know, whatever he did, inevitably, predictably, she was going to feel let down. And so we needed to take a look at that. You know, why was this a pattern that she had in all her relationships? And then as we started to, to dig deeper, she, she started to explain that her father had, had always let her down. Like her parents were divorced and her dad would say, you know, I'm going to come pick you up, and then he wouldn't show up. And, and so she was getting um, repeatedly disappointed and let down in her childhood, and she was connecting that. She was bringing her past, ah. so to speak, into her relationship with Bob. She expected it. She expected it. And also, I'll take it one step further, when you're walking around with this going on unconsciously, not only are you expecting it, if it's not there, you're going to find it anyways. Do you know what I mean? So exactly, a, yeah. Yeah. Bob, Bob was in a no-win situation. He was in a no-win. She was going to feel let down by him no matter what, and Janet was in a no-win. So when we were able to separate that out, to say, you know what, first of all, She's got to separate the, out the past from the present, and she's started to get really good at that, be able to say, is that really what's happening, you know, doing some reality testing. And then we took it that one step further. So she would separate things out, and then she had to come to understand that Bob was not going to be able to fill that emptiness. He wasn't going to be able to make up for the rejection and hurt she felt from her father that and she, really he was, shouldn't have to. Well, he could. He doesn't have to. He shouldn't have to. And frankly, even if he wanted to, this is what's really important for people to hear, even if he wanted to, he couldn't do that. So her, her job, 
Janet's job was to heal herself, to be, to be aware of when that, that woundedness came up, to not put it on Bob, and to start to, to kind of really be compassionate and nurturance and understanding of herself. But that was a hurtful place, but that was what happened in the past, and it's not happening now. And she was able to do that, and her relationship completely shifted. So that's a powerful, powerful example of, of what your relationships show you. I mean, it gave, it gave her her freedom. Showing that really gave her her freedom and her power back, and her relationship transformed. Well, you know, we have strange ideas about what a relationship should be. I mean, you watch television, you go to the movie, and everything is light and fluffy and happy all the time. There's always one big spat, but they make up, and you, know, you assume they live happily ever after. Um, so they really create unrealistic expectations of what it's really like to be in a relationship. You know, how can we avoid the conflicts that this kind of misrepresentation um, creates in our reality of relationship. Well, this is what I'd like to, because I, I um, you know, I have a gripe with Hollywood, but I got to give them a break. So, what I like <laughs> yeah, what, what I like to say first is that what what the Hollywood pictures depict is that first phase of a developing relationship, the object fantasy phase. So that's the time when we're in love. We have a lot of hormones um, pumping. It, a lot of drama is, ensues in that phase. So that's that, you know, he loves me. I can't have him. I want him. We break up. We get back together again. And then it's the dot, dot, dot. And um, because we all love happily ever after endings, and, and that's really our true fantasy of what life could be, we, we buy into the dot, dot, dot that it means happily ever after. So that's what Hollywood does. They, they pick the phase that has a lot of drama to it. Now, what... What it doesn't do then, and there are some there are some movies out there that do, but they're they're more of the minority. Is um, really go into those next phases. So you know what happens when you work through the disappointment and you really get to know the person for who they are, and you have you've raised um, two children, and you're now the children have left the nest, and you know what I mean. And you've had your ups and downs, and you've had your intimacies, and you've had your moments where. Oh my God! You know, if I have to hear that joke one more time, I'm gonna uh, yes. scream. You know what I mean? So, you know, w- what I wanted to do when we when I really go through these four phases was to give people the true nature of relationships, and there are wonderful things that await you as you go through those phases and deepen the relationship. Um, but it takes attention and it takes commitment and it does take ongoing um, effort. And it doesn't mean you don't slip back into having some problems. Um, you do. And, you know, that's just part of the nature of it. But when you have the skill set and you know what to expect, then you can catch those problems and not let them, like, blossom, you know, balloon into something really right. big. And then you can deal with them. And then you can move on and you can recreate even a deeper level of intimacy. Uh, you say in the book that a healthy dose of conflict is important in a relationship. Is, is this why? Because you grow from it? Or, you know, what other reasons would yeah. we need conflict? You know, first of all, you know, I, even if you could marry yourself, <laughs> oh goodness! Way. I wouldn't want to. Okay. Even if you could, not to, it wouldn't go well. Even if you could, so a lot of people say, "Oh, I would want to marry myself," but no, you really wouldn't. So we're going to marry. You know, typically we're going to marry uh, because we're all unique, different human beings. We're going to we're going to marry, or we're going to date, or we're going to live with someone 
who's different than us. And what happens is where people get into trouble with conflict is they see it as um, they get caught into the, if I don't get my way, then I lose. If you don't agree with me, then I'm wrong. And nobody likes to lose and no one likes to be wrong. So that's how conflicts are typically approached. Okay, so um, if, you're, if you have a couple and let's say um, somebody wants to buy a bigger house, let's say they're having their third child, that, you know, the wife wants to move into a bigger house, the husband says, no, you know what, I'm concerned about uh, the money, I don't think we can afford it, I think we can live with the space that we're in. Okay, now you're in conflict, there's a conflict. So uh, where the, the couple's going to get into trouble is when one is saying, you know what, if you don't give me that bigger house, it means you don't care about me, you don't love me, I'm not important, the family's not important, I don't get what I want, you're trying to deprive me of something, my other fantasy, whatever, blah, 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 blah. And the man's perspective is, no, I feel really important about this. Um, if I'm not going to agree to this, um, it has nothing to do with you. You know, you get into all this stuff. So this is what I tell couples in these situations. When I'm working with couples, whether it's coaching or in a workshop or doing the workbook, it doesn't matter in what form, say your job is not to get your way. It's not to win and it's not to be right. Switch it. Your job, your goal is to understand your significant other's position as deeply and clearly as you possibly can. So now the conversation is going to go differently. So the wife is going to say, tell me more about your concerns about our finances. And then the husband's going to be able to turn to her and say, you know what, I'm getting a lot of pressure at work. The business isn't as doing as well. I'm afraid that we might have layoffs. I don't want to put it in over her head. I feel, even if they both work, let's just say the husband says, I feel, you know, um, really responsible for the financial health and survival of my family, and I don't want to put myself in a position that's going to um, add so much more stress and strain to that. Now, if she's really listening with an open heart and an open mind, she's going to have a very different take on his perspective. Oh, and absolutely. We, and then you flip it, and then the wife can say, here are my concerns, you know, my, uh, you know, I grew up in a home where I had to share a bedroom with my sister. It was miserable. She tortured me. You know, with the third child, that means we have to, we have to double up people in rooms. I don't want, I don't want uh, you know, our son to have to go through that with his new brother. Do you know what I mean? So he's going to get where she's coming from, from a really deep, authentic place. Once you do that, that now the conflict has turned into two things. One, it's created more intimacy because you both understand each other at a much deeper level. And two, it's created the space for um, problem solving and creative problem solving. So after hearing that, it doesn't have to be a matter of we get this house or not. It could, the conversation can go in all different directions where both people can leave feeling heard and satisfied. And that's totally, that's, a, that's almost amazing when you can start a conflict and end that way. I want to move into the phases, but first, you know, tell us how we can distinguish between real love and what is just romantic fantasy. How do you know the difference? Well, you know, I'm going to start by saying that 
every relationship has a flavor of fantasy love. It's, it's fantasy love before it's real love for everybody. Yeah, that's though, what gets you hooked. It gets you hooked, okay? And we need to get hooked because, honestly, <laughs> if we started out in phase two, nobody would be as excited about falling in love. <laughs> so we, no. we, want to, we want to start with the good stuff, you know, and there's better stuff coming, don't get me wrong, but, you know, we want to start with, you know, the dessert, the nice chocolate, you know, layered cake. So that's the fantasy part. Um, and the, the goal is to move through that with ease and grace and then move into um, really getting to know who the person is and then creating real love. Some of the questions that you want to ask yourself to see if you're stuck, because you don't want to, the problem is, is that people get stuck in the fantasy love, and that's what creates the issue. So, you know, are you now arranging your life in a way where um, you're putting off friends, you're making canceling plans, you're no longer available for activities you like because you're solely organizing your life around your new love interest. Okay, so those are the kind of questions you want to ask. You want to ask is, you know, are you obsessing about this person? Um, are you making excuses? Are you justifying everything they do? Are you very defensive if anyone starts to point out things um, about that person that might indicate he's not or she's not, you know, uh, prince or princess charming. So have you known this person less than, I would say, for sure less than three months? I might even go as far as maybe less than six months. Um, because you cannot really know who a person truly is and have a bond that's based on real love in a short amount of time. That's just not what's going on. You can, you know, have a lot of hormones pumping, you can be very excited about them, you can like a lot of things about them, but you really do not know who this person is. And that's a huge mistake people get caught up in, believing that they've got this person down and they've known they've known in two weeks. You know? So Exactly. That's you know it seems like that's when you you fall in love quickly and you get home after the honeymoon if there's a honeymoon and you find that he's a wife beater. You have exactly. no clue. You have no clue. Yeah, so you have to, you know, you have to start um, really taking a look at those things that are important to you, the qualities that are really important to you in a person. No one's going to be perfect, mind you, and you know that that's that's unrealistic. But nail down those really top top, you know, three things that are very important to you, and see if the person's behavior, you know, matches those over a period of time and under different circumstances. So, you know, everybody can have an anomaly every now and then, a reaction that's out of character. Um, but as you get to know someone, you, you know, you start to see what's consistent behavior over time. And it takes time. Um, you know, really, we can get surprised at any time in a relationship. As, as you know, I mean, just look into the media. I mean, you know, there are people that get surprised all the time with exactly all the time, you know seeing exactly. that there's been multiple affairs and they say oh my god I you know look at Sandra Bullock she thought she knew who her husband was and lo and behold no she really didn't know who he was she didn't have a clue it's time for us to go to break again when we come back Julie I want to talk about your book and I want to go into the phases this is Irene Conlon with my guest Julie Orloff stay tuned we'll be right back with more of the self improvement show. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take World Talk Radio on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. 
We all lead busy lives, and sometimes we think we can't take care of our health. We battle food addictions, time restrictions, and media conflictions when it comes to our health. Now, you can tune in to the Dare to Be Healthy Show with host Alia Almoayed. Good health comes to those who dare to take the leap into the amazing world of natural healing. Find out what it's like to look and feel great. And finally, live your life to its maximum potential. Let Alia and her guests show you how. Dare to Be Healthy is broadcast live Mondays at 11 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite World Talk Radio Network host? How about what's new with our network? Make sure you check out the iRadio blog, a look at what's hot at World Talk Radio and beyond. Visit www.iradioblog.com today. Get the inside scoop on every channel on our network, including breaking news, featured guests, blog posts from our hosts, and much more. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter for even more inside action. Visit iradioblog.com today and stay connected. Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. You are tuned in to the Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Julie Orlov. And, Julie, I'm looking at your book, The Pathway to Love. It's beautiful to look at. It's a small size. And I I say, if you want to read the review I wrote on the blog, uh, you can see it there. But I say it's a small book because it is. It's, It's not a great big thing, which is wonderful because it's comfortable in your hands. And I honestly didn't want to put it down. It's written in a very compelling style, one that you really want to keep going because you want to know how things came out, what happened. And along the way, you get such wonderful insights. Julie, how can people reach you and how can they find your book? Okay, well, they can find the book in multiple ways. It's on Amazon, so that's an easy way to get to the book. They can also find the book on my website, which is julieorlov.com or uh, thepathwaytolove.com. So it's julieorlov, J-U-L-I-E-O-R-L-O-V.com and thepathwaytolove.com. Um, they can also go to their bookstore, then it's not on the shelves, just go uh, and they can order it for them. So um, it, it, you can get it pretty, pretty easily anywhere. Um, now, in terms of reaching me, I love feedback. I love comments. I'm very open to email. So um, your listeners, you can reach me again at uh, julieorlov.com or thepathwaytolove.com. Send me a message. Uh, I'd be happy to... Um, correspond with you and then if you sign up for i send out weekly tips weekly relationship tips and if you sign up on the home page what you also get when you do that is a free relationship quiz and what that does is it helps you determine which phase your relationship is in and then when you when you read the kind of the score sheet so to speak 
Um, it will tell you what phase or phases your relationship in, what does that mean, and what, what can you do to help move your relationship forward. So it's a very, very, very helpful tool. So tell them one more time how they get that. It's Julie Orlov, J-U-L-I-E-O-R-L-O-V dot com or thepathwaytolove.com. Right on the homepage, you can't miss it. On the right-hand side, it says, you know, what, what phase, I think, is your relationship on track? You just put in your name and your email, and that will be sent off to you. I encourage everybody to do that. I might do that myself. <laughs> you, you've, you've mentioned the phases a number of times, so why don't we just talk about those phases? What's phase one? There are four of them. Is that right? There's four phases. I'll give you my uh, my cookie cutter uh, response because you you know you can learn more in depth about the phases in the book. But um, phase one is the object fantasy phase, and like we talked about before, that's kind of that that double layered chocolate fudge cake phase when you fall in love and you're in a in a fantasy about who this person is and about what your future might be and hormones are going and it's. It's a wonderful phase, and it can also be a, you have to be cautious in this phase um, because you can miss some signs that are important to see. Um, you can make up signs that aren't there like we, we talked about before. Um, so that's phase one. Um, now, as you move into phase two, that's a self-discovery phase, and that's that time where the, the illusions of, of who you thought your new love interest was starts to fade. So in other words, um, the person that you're, you're falling in love with or in love with, you now see them for who he or she truly is, and you, you get to see all the wonderful qualities about them, the things about them that cause reactions in you. Um, and when this occurs, a couple things are available to you. One, you, um, you get to work through the disappointments and really, really by doing that, get to know this person very profoundly, and that's a good thing. And then the other gift you get is that you get to know yourself profoundly because the, the opportunity is there for you to take a look at what your reactions are all about, just like Janet did. You know, why am I always disappointed and feeling rejected? You know, she was doing the work of phase two, of what are my, what's my reactivity all about and what can I gain from understanding that and separating things out. So phase two is where real love is established. And when you move into phase three, the magic of phase three, which is the personal transformation phase, is that not only do you understand who your significant other is, you get to a point where you stop trying to manipulate and fix them because, you know, <laughs> so, you know what I mean? So, you know, Janet may get that, you know, he's not a very good listener. He disappoints her in some way. And, but now she's probably going to see, well, how can I get him to be <laughs> who I want him to be? Right. You know, and we do that. We do it sometimes without even realizing we're doing it because we can do it in very nice ways, very sneaky ways or very um, threatening ways. So, uh, so phase three is that time where you give that all up. You really accept the person for who they is, who, who he or she is. And then from there, you know, it's either a really intimate, deep, loving relationship or you're going to really get that this is not a good match for you, okay? Because um, if you feel like, okay, this is who this person is, but at the end of the day, it, my top need is not getting met. Um, but when, when you do accept the person for who they, who they are, 
then uh, that's where the intimacy lives. And transfer anything becomes possible at that point because you're not fighting. There's no resistance around you. And it opens a space for everybody to be fully expressed in that relationship for their, for their needs to be known, for uh, really effective problem-solving and negotiating takes place. And um, that's that time where you, you have a very solid, intimate, loving relationship. Now, in and, the book, you, you use some wonderful, wonderful examples. You, I, I'm assuming that these are um, mythical couples, you know, that they're used for illustration, but probably taken from the people that you've seen going through those phases. Exactly. So it, they're kind of a conglomerate person, but, but it brings out what happens in these phases. I'm assuming that you can go back and forth between the phases as well. You don't just complete one and go on to the next, do you? No, no. I mean, in real life, you bounce back and forth between these phases all the time. And what I, what I wanted to do in the Pathway to Love is, is to create, they, they are composites, um, and I guarantee you, you will relate to more than one of the, those characters and scenarios. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I mean, they're very, they're, they're universal relationship issues, and we all, we all hit against them one way or, at one time or another. Um, but what, as, what you do as a reader is as you go through their story and you see how they navigate through that phase, it really gives you insight into yourself and who you are when you're in phase two or phase three or phase one or four. And it, it, it empowers you. You know, it teaches you how to create then your own roadmap, you know, to creating the relationship you want. So um, it's, I think a, a storytelling is just one of the most powerful ways to learn and gain insight into yourself. Um, it's, it's, and, and I just think it's more fun. Like you say, you get to think, what's going to happen next? What's going <laughs> to happen next? It read yeah. like a little novel, four little novelettes, novellas. Yeah, yeah uh, I call them mini yeah. novellas. <laughs> mini novellas. And in my review, I recommended that you know, people don't just read it for information, but they read it reflectively and do some self-introspection while, along, along the way into some of the relationships, especially those that have not made it. I think you learn more from those that don't make it sometimes than, well, you learn a lot from those that do as well. But you know, both. Well, you know, life, you life, life is a bit of both, you know. I mean, it doesn't matter what type of relationship you have. Some relationships will last a lifetime and some don't, whether it's romantic relationships, friendships, colleagues. You know, how, you know people come and go in our lives for many different reasons, many different reasons. And, and yeah, so, you know, you can learn... Uh, from all of those, I think every relationship anyone has in their life is, has value, has value. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. What then, you know, getting through these phases, what are some of the key skills we need to form a, you know, a, a dynamic, long-term, fulfilling, loving, mutual, satisfying, all of those kind of terms, relationship? Well, okay, so let me, let me just give you an example. So, because um, I was working with this client, I'll call him David. And he came to me, and, and there actually is an accompanying workbook and guide um, for the book. So what we did is we started going through that workbook together because the exercises in there really bring out the skill set that you need. And, and David, uh, what I would call would be the typical martyr out there. He was always rescuing people. 
And uh, so he would get into relationships where there was a lot of drama with women and he would rescue them, but he would feel like his needs never got met because he was always focusing on his girlfriend's needs. So, there, so we took him through the process. The first thing David needed to do was to become aware that he was doing that. So awareness is the first skill that you need. So, and sometimes you need either a workbook or a friend or a minister or a therapist. It doesn't matter. Some family members. Sometimes you need somebody to help you see those things, you know, because there are blind spots. So we started working together, and he was able to say, you know what, I am. I'm always having to jump in and be the hero. And so his self-awareness was very powerful. Then we moved on. And the next thing he needed to understand is where that um, awareness came from. You know, where, where, where does that stem from? You know, why is he always drawn to that? And, and then he needed to be able to um, make a choice about who he wanted to be here on out. Did he want the freedom to be other things? Did he, did he want the freedom to get his own needs met? So there was an awareness, there's a consciousness, and then there's a choice. And then the last skill, which is extremely important, is then being able to communicate this to the person you're in a relationship with, because that's where the intimacy lives. So that when he was in a relationship with someone who was, you know, the drama was coming up and he was wanting to jump in and rescue, you know, kind of make the situation okay, he had to stop and, and first get aware, then be conscious, then make a conscious choice, and then communicate to her that, you know what? As much as I would love to jump in and take care of your financial problems, <laughs> for example, yeah, okay, you know, um, that really I don't want to be disrespectful to you. I know that you're a powerful woman and you are responsible for your own life. And I'm here, I'd be happy to consult and support you, but I know that you can figure this out um, because this is, this is something that you've hit against your whole life. And if I keep jumping in and saving you, you don't grow and I don't grow. That takes a lot of courage on both parts, I would say. It takes a tremendous amount of courage. But the payoff is so much more. The payoff is having an unbelievably powerful relationship with yourself, first and foremost, and with other people. And, and I want to, nothing yeah. that feels better. I want to talk more about a relationship with yourself when we come back from this break. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Julie Orlov. We're going to take a short break now, but stay tuned. We'll be right back with more of the Self-Improvement Show. Your favorite World Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. To succeed in life today, you have to respond well to change and be willing to take chances. On Star Style, Be the Star You Are, the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan and her sidekick, daughter Heather Brittany, deliver lessons of success spanning the generations with live interviews with trailblazers, authors, and experts. Join Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany on the Power Hour, Star Style, Be the Star You Are, every Thursday from 3 to 4 p.m. Pacific, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern on World Talk Variety. For positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio, it's Star Style. Be the star you are. And then- 
Listen. Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. You are tuned in to the Self Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1 866 613 1612. That's 1 866 613 1612. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is the self improvement blog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the self improvement show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the self improvement show. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Julie Orlov. We're talking about relationships and her book the pathway to love um you know we talk a lot about relationships but they kind of go the way we make them go so you know what do we need to do to be sure that we are ready for a relationship maybe we're not ready what do we need to do well this is my answer to this you everyone is ready for a relationship and i'll tell you why because you're in relationships, whether you like it or not, every day, all day long with people around you. And you're always in a relationship with yourself. I think people get caught up too much with feeling like they have to be completely, quote, unquote, fixed before they're ready to have um, a relationship. We'd and never have one if that would be true. Ex- exactly. And really what I want, what I want you to understand like, is that you, you – learn through your relationship. Your relationships are the vehicle for your own healing and growing and thriving. You know, they, they are kind of like, I say relationships are the key. They're the key to unleashing um, your true power and your well-being. So it's not that you have to be uh, this perfect person who's going to have a perfect relationship. Um, you are ready for a relationship, and that relationship is what's going to uh, help you grow. Now, Having said that, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't be prepared or keep working on those relationship skills. And that's what the pathway to love, kind of that roadmap, shows you. It shows you what to expect, what's required of you, what are the skill sets that you need, and um, kind of some, some support and to help you navigate through one so that you, you get the most out of your relationship. You, you talk about this as a chance to grow and change and these things. But you're not saying that this is an opportunity for me to fix him or for him to decide to fix me. You're not saying that, are you? No, not at all. I mean, I'm, I'm just the opposite. Nobody, nobody can fix anybody. The exactly. More, you know, the more you try, the more uh, heartache and pain you're going to have. It really is as simple as that. You know, if I, if, any, if I could tell people to get over anything, it would be just get over trying to change or fix anyone. So your job, really, and the job of your relationship is to mirror back what you need to see about you so that you're taking full responsibility of yourself and your feelings and reclaiming your, your full power. Once you have that, you are capable of creating a really powerful relationship. But it comes from, it, it all starts with you. And whether or not you've made a really good choice in that relationship that... Yeah, that's the key. I think if we jump into something really quickly just because we're lonely, sometimes that doesn't work. Yeah, I mean, you know, it it is important to take your time and to see if this is the right match for you. But you know what? It's okay if you, you know, 
love, love, especially romantic love, I mean, there is some risk involved with that. And, you know, it's not, a, it's not a horrible thing if you love someone and then for one reason or another you both decide um, it's not, it doesn't work. Um, that doesn't take away from the value of that person, that relationship, and the love that you shared. No, um, and it doesn't make you wrong or a loser either. It absolutely doesn't. I mean, you know, that's like saying, um, I don't know, could you imagine... Parenting. I mean, I have two daughters. Could you imagine going through a lifetime of parenting children and, and only deciding you're a success if you do everything perfect every step of the way? I mean, forget it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they didn't come with a manual, and, and relationships don't either, except yours is as close to a really working manual as anything I've seen. Oh, well, I'm glad. And that, you know, that's what it's there for. It's really there to give people... A uh, very clear navigational understanding of what's coming up for them. You know where they've been, where they are now in their relationship, what's coming up, and what's and what's available. You know what what the process can give them. What what can it? Uh, how can it serve? How can it serve you? How can it serve the person you love? And, well, I uh, think that if a couple went through your book together and identified where they are and what their roadblocks are and where they need to work, it could really change. A relationship. Yes, and I really would recommend, you know, there's, there's three components. Um, well, there's also workshops and stuff, but there's a, a book, there's a workbook and guide, and then there's an audio guide, which is not an audio book. It's not the, the audio of the book. It actually is, is uh, coaching. You listen in on the coaching uh-huh. different couples and people. So I would say, you know, those three, those three items together really provide you with a comprehensive like arsenal, so to speak, uh, to help take, take you through your relationship and have it reach its best outcome. Because um, they, you know, they give you different things. But yes, if you're in a relationship and you have a, a partner uh, and a mate that will do this with you, uh, it's fabulous. But if you don't, and e- quite frankly, even if you're not in a relationship, um, this is this is information you need anyway. It applies to all relationships in your life, and you know you could be meeting that next person, that new love of your life, like tomorrow. You don't know. You and, never know. And, and isn't you, the relationship you have with yourself the most important one there is? It all starts with you. You know, the, the quality of the relationship you have with yourself is a good, strong determinant of the quality of a relationship you can have with someone else. So, you, you know, it's not that people with, who suffer with self-esteem issues can't love and be loved. They can. But, you know, th- that issue is going to always be hitting up somewhere. And so, um, really, you have you always. You, you're never leaving you. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're never leaving right. you. Right. So, leaving you. It is worth it is worth the effort and the time and attention to learn how to be as compassionate, as accepting, uh, as, and have, hold yourself accountable as it is that you would do with anybody else. So. Absolutely. Julie, we're right up against the end of the show. So what thought would you like to leave with our listeners today and tell them again how to reach you, and how to get that assessment. They can reach me at julieorlove.com or thepathwaytolove.com. And what I want you to know, what I would like to leave you with, is that your relationships are your most valuable assets you have in your life. 
And so treat them as such. You know, learn how to nurture and care for your relationships so that they are strong and healthy and then they automatically and naturally take care of you. It's the other way around. You take care, you know, and and really enjoy them. I mean, that's, you know, we're here to also enjoy each other. So, you know, remember, kindness, love, and joy go a long way. Oh, absolutely. I thank you for that thought. Next week's guest will be Dr. Dean Schrock. We're going to be talking about why love heals. I can guarantee you it's going to be a fascinating show. So I encourage you to tune in again next week. Julie, thank you so very much for being with us today. I know you've helped a lot of people by you know, what you've been able to share with them. Well, you're very welcome, Irene. It's really, it's been a pleasure. It's been a lovely, lovely hour conversation. And thank you so much, and we will say goodbye for now for the Self-Improvement Show from Irene Conlon and Dr. Julie Orlov. Julie Orlov, um, stay tuned next week when we'll do this again. Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show. Please listen again next Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Remember that improvement out there starts in here. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.